People need art in their houses. They don't need basic dentist office, cookie cutter, mass-produced art. They need the weird stuff, the deep stuff, the good stuff. Why? Because it opens your eyes to the transcendent, the supernatural, the extraordinary. A good piece of art is a window into the transcendent, and you need that in your life because life can be boring and limiting. And unless you're surrounded by transcendent art and transcendent things, your inspiration and imagination remain limited. And that's sad. Welcome to the young god. What does it mean to wear yourself? How does one even begin to wear oneself? If the devil wears Prada and Adam and Eve wear nada, who do you wear? Your parents' expectations or yours? Social media expectations or yours? Your pastor's perfection or your authentic flaws? A carefully constructed mask or trauma from the past? Who do you wear? My next guest has gotten to that point in life where she now wears herself, so much so she named her first solo Nigerian exhibition after it. As a woman, as a mother, as a daughter, as a wife and as an artist, she's seen it all at only 31. Ladies and gentlemen, Jacqueline Soari is a multidisciplinary artist who expresses every bit of her artistic inklings, pun intended, because she uses the ballpoint pen and ink as her main source of, <laughs> as her main medium, but you get what I'm saying. She draws, she sketches, she paints and performs. With her ballpoint pen, she creates these incredible, larger-than-life portraits that enchant and enrapture, each one itching to leave an ink-inspired impression on those who have the eyes to see. I swear it's deep. There is sight to behold. And you're about to listen to an intimate conversation where Jacqueline shares her artistic process and self-discovery journey. She gave me access into her mindset and the story behind some of our favorite pieces from her latest exhibition, after which this episode is titled. The exhibition runs until the 31st of August, so go see for yourself. It's lit. In the meantime, let's hear from the maestro. Now this this exact spot that we're standing in, yeah, I remember. Is where we first met. Exactly, not exactly, but about two or three months ago. Standing here. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere here. And I was like, <laughs> "Do I know you?" Something yeah, like that. Good. It's like, you look familiar. It's, your voice sounds familiar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I said. Move of life. Move like, of life. <laughs> Clearly, it was effective because now we're here, oh. you know. Yeah, but yeah, and this spot, and here we are, <laughs> months later at your exhibition. This exhibition is titled. Now I wear myself. So you know my next question. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know my next question. No, I don't. So who were you wearing before? You know the devil wears Prada. Yeah, Who was Jacqueline yeah. wearing? <laughs> Who was Jacqueline wearing? 
Hmm. I wonder. I wonder myself. You know how sometimes you have moments of realization and you be like, so what was I doing since? Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing now? What I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So what are you doing before? I don't know. The last 10 years. I you've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> and now you're only just wearing yourself. I mean, obviously, every 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 journey is different and everything okay, takes so time. Okay, so let me tell you something. Okay. okay. So initially when I started drawing professionally, I've been drawing since, did you get? But drawing professionally is like drawing, you know, exhibiting a drawing and stuff like that. That was like 2011. Yeah. And people used to tell me that, I mean, a drawing is not a finished work of art. It's a process. It's somewhere that's something that's going somewhere to happen. It has not happened. So why am I exhibiting it as a finished work? Yeah. That was 2011. Yeah. And it used to anger me because I'd be like, ah, what do you mean? So you saying that I cannot finish this drawing and say that it's a work of art? Like all those, especially collectors and some curators, they'll say, they'll say, they'll say, I mean, it's not a work of art. And the thing is, at the time in Nigeria. They were only coming from what they knew. They were not, mm. they were not looking at the international community yeah. and how people ex- express themselves artwise internationally. Yeah. Looking at it in Nigeria, okay, this is what is trending in the Nigerian art scene, and because of that, okay, let's allow, let's let's allow or disallow this. You know, let's stop this. And I insisted. I told myself that, okay, you know what? I'm going to continue drawing. And the more I was drawing, the more I was thirsty for bigger sizes. Like I started on A3, then I went to A1, then I went to 3x4. Then I went to five by six. Then I went to eight by just and like I just. <laughs> so it's safe to assume you like it big. <laughs> that should be in your artist profile. It was almost like yeah, I paint a stick to painting. Why are you drawing? I think yeah, I paint a stick to painting. Why are you doing sculpture? It's not your business. Don't dabble into that. Don't dabble into. Do you understand? And it's it's wrong because you're you're trying to like suppress somebody's creativity. Like, just imagine, okay, someone telling me I should stick to drawing and not write. Yeah. And I do poetry. I don't dance. <laughs> and I do performance. And <laughs> <laughs> don't sculpt. And I have sculptures hanging here. Do you understand? It's you just have like, sculptures yeah, hanging yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you didn't see them, but you see them very soon. <laughs> yes, they are. There's an installation sculpture up I'm sure you thought it was decoration for the gallery. But it's here. Up there? Yes. With that one? Yes. That's you? Yes. Now I wear myself as a natural offspring of Jacqueline Sowari's fascination with the human form and its ability to express emotions, to communicate feelings in a verbal and non-verbal way. With an autobiographical effect to it, Jacqueline combines portraits, installations and performance arts to create a visual experience that personifies her journey to self-actualization and coming into consciousness of individual identity. Using thousands of ballpoint strokes in a manner she describes as layering. Layering? Yeah, layering. Why is it layering? That, that's is the, is the term I give, it's the term I give the way I shade. So I shade layers upon layers. So upon you named layers. your style? Yeah, yeah. Madu. <laughs> <laughs> Using thousands of ballpoint strokes in a manner she describes as layering, the artist creates these portraits that are Concise in presence, but extensive in argument. God damn. <laughs> this is Ponchan. This is not me. <laughs> Ponchan, the curator. This is not me. <laughs> My God, wait, that, I love it. No, no, I, I'm actually like, mad. like once you, once you, I'm over it. Like, I'm not judging it as anything but when you just read it for what it is and just enjoy. So let, let's take it again. <clears throat> 
Using thousands of ballpoint strokes in a manner she describes as layering, the artist creates these portraits that are concise in presence, but extensive in argument. Bars. <laughs> Collectively, the portraits, installations, and performance arts create this transient encounter. Like a dream, we might be unable to recall exactly what happened, but are able to carry on an after sensation. Oh boy. Jacqueline's first solo exhibition in Nigeria at Retro Africa is precisely to position her art as sources of inspiration, generating thoughts and enlightening process able to transform the ordinary world with feelings and sensations geared towards better coexistence. That last part is spot on. We have no, we have no qualms there. <laughs> Let's go in. Of lines and layers, Jackson makes a repository for her emotions, experiences, and inspirations. A form of catharsis. I love that word, catharsis. Mm. Like, you went to school. <laughs> Only people who went to school know what that word is. She invites each visitor to immerse themselves in this congenial experience, where she obscures and reveals. Essentially making lines and layers a space that reveals subliminal messages about the human experience and emotions. This is art speak. <laughs> this is all this high art speak that you guys throw out to confuse, to confuse the masses. We know these no, things. But it's simple now. Just a simple, <laughs> simple, simple breakdown. It could have been simpler. Well, yes. if it's simpler, then where's the beauty of art speak and poetry? <laughs> but simplicity is everything. It's actually very simple if you ask me. Straight to the point. I'm English. Catharsis. How do you explain to somebody that what catharsis is now? Mm. Congenial experience. <laughs> eh? <laughs> the, the international art community will eat this up, but the, the, the average guy on the street doesn't know what this means. And that's always my issue with all these like it's so convoluted sometimes. And, and this is even good. This is this is even on the more relatable scale. Mm -hmm. I remember some of the ones I've been to, especially internationally. The language they use is just so difficult. It's not difficult for them, though. It's not difficult for them, but... Because they do a lot of reading. We don't do a lot of reading in our own culture. But the art is not for them. Okay. It's, not, it's, it's to be mass understood, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So why not simplify the language so that others so, can... So the thing is, there are two along. types of people that like art. Because it often seems pretentious, I swear to God. There's some that are just borderline. <laughs> Like, y'all are trying too hard to impress somebody. Uh, no, no, no. It's actually not what it is. So there's actually a course in school yeah. where you study to talk like this in arts. Right. Yes. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, it's not happenstance or second. So, so what's the point? So what's the point? Because um, you're trying to document stuff mm -hmm. for the future. Mm -hmm. you get? So there's a part to art. There's an aspect to art that is academic. And there's a part to art that is just like, Aesthetic, yeah. and aesthetics. Yeah. So the academics is where all this fancy English comes from. The professorial side, the people who are studying, you know, the reason why you do this, the, the intention behind the art, they're the ones that come up with this kind of, they call them curators and art historians and professors in art history. They're the ones that come up with this kind of thing. They're not for them, it's not the masses, do you understand? It's not, it's, not, <laughs> it's not something that the masses can understand because you're not an art critic, you're not into that level of, do you understand of study with art? Wahala for who no go school. Okay, 
I'll give you an example, right? Yeah, give me an example. An artist might have the most simplest intentions mm -hmm. when they create something. Mm -hmm. And then these art historians and curators mm -hmm. would all take it and make it into something. Because that's a job. They'll actually yeah. ask you questions. Like They'll ask you questions, the artist. Where are you coming from? What inspired this work? What was happening in your life at the moment? And you know, it's from all these questions that they now come up with their own conclusion and summation about what they think about your work. You know, I'm actually doing, I'm actually um, coming up with a book. And this book has like 10 essays of my work for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I got asked critics and historians to write about my work. People abroad, people in Nigeria. And I was reading about my work in some places. I'm like, ah, eh? I didn't see it from this angle. You know, I didn't see it from this angle. So they they have like they provide new insight. It's the job. Without them, we won't understand the works of Michelangelo, Pablo, Picasso, and all those people. Do you understand? So it's not pretentious at all. It's just their job. Their job. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Well, you can't call it doctor pretentious for using um, medical terms, now, can you? But that's different. <laughs> it's that's not different. different. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's medicine. It's not it's art. Same thing. Medicine is science. So you're coming from the angle that's saying art should be accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. Medicine should be accessible to everybody. But even in medicine, they have their own lingua franca. In art, it's the same thing. So they're not trying to sound intelligent. It's just what it is. Let me push your head. You know what I learned? What did you learn? Do you know what coitus interruptus means? <laughs> no. See? <laughs> That's a fancy way of saying pulling out. Is it necessary? Is it necessary? Mm. <laughs>
I, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm going to finish it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this is like one of those kind of works. Like it was beautiful. It? The more I was shading it and it was coming to life, I enjoyed the process. Creating the ears, the eyes, the nose, you know, the complexity of the face. See her part. The complexity of those lips. The way it, creating it was just like, you know, when you feel like I have this challenge, let me just get through this. It was a very interesting thing, producing the work. Like I really loved the process. Called? How to scream so no one can hear you. <laughs> I should have that look on your face. <laughs> this is the point of screaming so that someone will hear you and come to your head. Why do you want to scream so no one can hear you? Maybe because you don't really want anybody in your business. But you want to scream anyway. But you, you can't. The truth is that if something is painful, the effect is that you will scream. So maybe you don't want anybody in your business. That's why. So describe for me a scenario in your life. In my life. That you want to scream, but no one should hear you. Well, hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe you're having a very bad day. Yeah. Maybe you received this phone call. Or so you just had like a fight, got on the phone, a fight with your friend or something. Or somebody said something really annoying to you. And you have to be on TV in five minutes. So you're going to just... Take that pain, compartmentalize it somewhere to be addressed later. And then come on TV and smile and laugh like nothing happened. Why does that sound so close to home? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's something that has happened to you. Of course. Maybe I even think. recently. So. <laughs> of course, there's nothing I'm saying that hasn't happened to me before. The truth is that there's something that I always tell people when I'm talking about my work. And that's what I want to bring to everybody's consciousness. We're all the same. See, our experiences, eh, they make us the same. There's nothing I'm saying now that nobody listening has not experienced. It's just that okay, it might not be TV that you went to, but you had to show up somewhere yeah. after having a very bad argument. Yeah. You had to show up somewhere and be normal. Yeah. Do you yeah. understand? Yeah. Yeah. So, so our experiences are, are the same, irrespective of the fact that we're different. Race, gender, religion, tribe. We still have different, the same experiences that actually, when you listen to somebody's experience and put yourself in there, she's realized that, oh, my, this thing, we're all the same, we'll last, last. It's just a matter of education, exposure, no. Skin color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And level of fineness. Okay, so going on to the next. So we're looking at uh, the energy within. Yeah. Another favorite poem of mine from this series. Oh, really? So, um, so it says, fragile and strong, young and wise, slow and calculated, fast and calm, thunder and lightning. Two of my favorite things, if you know. Oh, really? Um, showers of peace, naked and frail. Removing all the veils. So those first four lines, I like the duality mm-hmm. that you're trying to express. Mm-hmm. But now I'm trying to see how that applies to this, this painting with this lady. Another one who's half naked. Mm-hmm. She's not showing a bust now. She's showing her thighs <laughs> right down to her, her bum. Um, <laughs> which is cool. I'm not complaining. So what is, what's, what is this body language trying to say to us in relation to the title, Energy Within. Okay, so the first four lines that you read are like a build up to the, yeah. actual, to the actual thing that is happening here. Yeah. Tails between your legs, lips shaking, feet sweaty, but we move, we bend, we break, we pursue, we liquefy, we evaporate, and this is all good if we burst the energy within. Bars. <laughs> That's what <laughs> we bend, we break, we pursue, we liquefy, we evaporate. That's bars. Now it's to come and learn work. You know, the thing is, the okay. thing is, um, you know, when 
when you see a dog that has its tails between its legs, usually that's when they're scared. Yeah. That's when they're afraid. So I'm talking, I'm, I'm trying to um, express or paint a picture of fear. Fear. Sometimes then when people are nervous, sometimes their lips shake, mm -hmm. their palms, their palms and their feet get sweaty. Mm -hmm. But irrespective of how you feel or how it feels or how what you're going through feels, just keep moving. We move. You know how we say it in Nigeria now? Yeah. We move. So we move. Then when you're moving, of course, sometimes you might have to change form. You might have to bend. You might have to mm -hmm. break. You may have to, do you understand? Like it's a process. But don't stay like that. If it requires that you bend, you bend. If it requires that you evaporate, evaporate, but calm down. Do you understand? Like, just keep moving. It's fluid. Mm -hmm. And it works if at the end of the day, it gets you the, the, the result that you're going for. I feel like this is incomplete. Which one? This one. This one. Why? I don't know. Something about it just like when I when I place it side by side in my mind mm -hmm. with the other ones you've done, mm -hmm. this one seems like either you were rushing it because you had to finish it, mm -hmm. or you just lost interest. It just doesn't feel like really? next to this one, mm -hmm. especially together. <laughs> You, you, you tend to look at this one and be like, mm, this one... So let me tell you something. So yeah. It's not like it's incomplete. This is an earlier, an earlier drawing than this one. Okay, so what happens is that I draw first. Okay. So if I'm working with a body of work, after I've decided, okay, this is what I'm going to work with for the body of work, I draw. Yeah. And I, I just keep drawing. Sometimes it can take up to a year to finish the drawing. Yeah. Then when I'm done drawing, then I start painting. Do you get? So I have like 10 to 15 drawings. And then this was one of the early ones. Right. No wonder. So your hand is stronger here. Yes, my hands. Of course, the more you. I think the last one. The last one. Does your hand pain you as you're doing these yes, things? No. Yes. Do you take anything no, to no, numb no. the pain? I, no, no, need to take. I just do some wrist exercises and stuff. Because sometimes when I'm painting, I lie down, I stand up, I sit down, I bend. It's different positions. <laughs> sometimes I put paper over the work and sit on top of the work myself. So it's, right. it's different things. Sometimes not just your wrist that pains you, other parts of your body that pain you. But I mean, we bend, we The break. labor of love. We bend, we break, yeah. we evaporate. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anything to create. Yes, yes. Because all, all your images mm -hmm. are female subjects yeah. except this one and one other one right mm, in this exhibition this is the only male this is the only male yes, yes yes how come okay so for all my body of work i put like either one or two guys and why not just be consistently female why do you have to like okay so break the cycle? because i mean why not all female in the world they're guys now mm. but the thing is with the message i'm trying to portray i'm trying to look for vulnerability in people yeah. and guys for the longest times they've been programming guys i hope it stops in our generation but they're programming guys to numb all their emotions and their feelings and their vulnerabilities so they numb them and they have all these guy things like i see for more nothing they happen no they feel anything nothing they happen here but i mean you're feeling something you're not made of stone do you understand? Yeah. So a lot of times when I'm working with my models, I'm working with photographers, it's hard to find a vulnerable, a vulnerable moment in a guy's photograph. It's very hard. I can have a very vulnerable look on my face. So when are you going to paint me like one of your French boys? Hmm? I'll think about it. 
I'm, I'm ready to let you immortalize my face <laughs> in your next collection. You have to have something interesting about your face. I can't just paint you like that. Have you not seen you my have face? You have interesting hair, interesting beards, interesting clothing, interesting style, Check, tattoos. check, 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 check. <laughs> <laughs> What are we saying? Like, yeah, you, whatever, whatever you Piercings, need. Piercings, something, something that will catch my attention. I don't like ordinary looking guys. Hey now, so what, what are we saying? Uh, uh, what are we saying? You've said you've just given the whole criteria, and we're not liking. So you think you fit? You have interesting hair. Yes. Interesting beard. Yes. Piercings. No. <laughs> <laughs> We have interesting scars. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the scars in prominent areas. Yes. Can't you see the scar across my cheek, one of my cheeks? I can't see it. You can't see it? Mm-mm. You sure? Mm-mm. Why, are you, why are you lying? <laughs> Fear good. Uncover the silence. <laughs> Time is not waiting for anybody. So the sooner you get up and be brave, the better for you. When you're doing something that's going to take a lot of time mm-hmm. to achieve, mm-hmm. Just start as soon as you can. Yes, as in start. As like the sooner you start, the sooner you get there. Transcendence. What are we transcending? Okay, so um, for this particular piece, what you're transcending is the physical. You know, there are a lot of times people are forced to judge by the present, judge your future, judge what's going to happen by what is happening right now. And if you do that, chances are you've put up the light of hope, you've turned it off. So this message is just like, forget about what's happening now. Think about the future and bask in that future, you know. Because the truth about it is that, yes, we have what we have now. The only gift that we can give ourselves is the gift of tomorrow. Okay, so something, and something about this particular um, poem that I like is this, this past, these two lines here, or three lines, to save happiness while being happy to bask in the euphoria of pleasure, the pleasure of things unseen, to live outside your mind and yet be mindful. So irrespective of the fact that I'm telling you that if you think about the future, you know, hopes and dreams, be present, but yes, think about the future. And don't let the present problems overwhelm your future thoughts and dreams. I mean, if um, Steve Jobs was overwhelmed by the rejections you were receiving in the beginning, I, I don't think we'll have iPhones. Who needs motivational speech when you can have motivational art? You keep calling, say you miss me. That's the name of this piece. Yes. This is my favorite, one of my favorites actually. Why? Because um, the way she's just like looking down at me. <laughs> like, uh, that's how I like my women to look at me sometimes. You know, like, <laughs> with that kind of sultry, like, you know, a little bit of thigh showing there. Yeah, like, come hither. I'm inspired by body language and the way the body tells stories and gives communication without words. That is actually very apparent in yeah. your photos, I mean, your, your work. Now, this lady is also very interesting in this piece. Uh, she has a very expressive bust. That's actually one of my favorite parts of the piece. It was very, when I finished drawing it, I was like, that's You know, let me, let, me, let, me, let me describe to you what I see on this bust, okay. right? Describe. So, we can see the intentionality with your strokes. Mm-hmm. 
as you're getting that cleavage line. You know, it gets darker, like into the abyss at this point. It's abyss. <laughs> <laughs> and then the way the highlights show suppleness, mm. you know, fullness, vigor of youth. Gravity hasn't yet acted upon it. Yeah, gravity hasn't come yet. <laughs> and then, so yeah, this piece is called Red Bottoms for the Culture. Yeah. Now, after we've gotten over my fascination <laughs> with her neckline, tell us, what is it about this babe? So she's supposed to be like a very, she seems very superficial at first. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben's key, mm-hmm. iPhone on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the stool, red bottoms, about to go out on a night on the town. And then there she has like books as a man thinketh. You wouldn't expect this kind of baby to read that kind of book. Exactly. So that's what I like. So tell us exactly. what, what, what happened You've here. You just said it. <laughs> so you know how people are constantly judging people by their appearances. Okay, so let me give you a story, a short story about my own life. Because, mm. I mean, the experiences that I have are mostly what inspires my work. So this particular piece, um, something similar happened to me. So um, let's say maybe four years ago, um, a group of friends and I always used to like go partying and stuff because I love to dance. Yeah. So we always dress up and then go clubbing and stuff. And then one day I put up my work on my WhatsApp status and this guy, one of the guys we actually hang out with, I think one of them's husbands, he sent me a message and he's like, are this really your work? I'm like, yes. He's like, no, somebody's drawing it for you. I'm like, no, no. So I put up a photograph, a video of me actually working in the studio. And he's like, ah, wait till you're serious. This is your work. I say, yes. He said, ah, now wow. I just thought you were one of those blonde girls, people that just like to go to party. Yeah. I don't have sense. And I was like, my God, how? He's like, hey, hey now. I just, I thought you were just a fine girl that just likes to go to party. And I, I was, I was very, I didn't know how to feel. Insulted, angry, irritated, you know. I just didn't look at the guy the same way again after that day. So the fact that he already just labeled me all these poisonous labels without even knowing me, you know, it's always happening to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, actually. I've learned to um, use it to my benefit. That's a God right there. Pay attention to this part. You don't always have to carry things on your head. Sometimes reframe the narrative so that it makes sense the life that you live. If not, okay, red bottoms. <laughs> okay. Now we are at this young lady. This, her eyes are piercing. Yeah, yeah. So this is called "Silence Will Uncover You," and it's really beautiful and it's the truth. It's like spot on, like elemental wisdom, mm-hmm. but speaking out and um, saying what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. So what silence are you trying to, to uncover? Okay, or... so, so, so the thing is, um, we all know what's happening in our country and how a lot of things are wrong and how everybody's choosing to just keep quiet. Mm-hmm. And people think that if you keep quiet because things are wrong, then the problem will go away. And it means that nobody would, um, you know, I mean, as in, I say, silence provides some sort of covering for them. They feel like, oh, we're keeping quiet, so we're covered. But I'm trying to say, Omo, that you're keeping quiet, it will open. Because the truth is that the more you keep quiet, the more the wound festers. It's just like somebody has an injury and then you hide it, you keep covering it. It's going to fester. The bacteria will multiply. Before you know it, you have to cut off that hand. So that's what it is. You keep quiet for too long, it will uncover you. Yeah, it's, it feels, and what's really interesting about this piece is that while it's about silence, and when you talk about silence, you think of 
the voice, mm -hmm. the mouth. Mm -hmm. But what really stands out in this... It's a body language. And her eyes. Mm -hmm. Like her eyes are uncovering the center. Like yeah. she's, making, she's, she's saying, I don't know how to explain it, but like it's... <laughs> like she's calling out to you. It's like, like nigga, speak out. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And also the detail in the hair. The detail in the hair. This work actually took me three months to produce. At some point, I got tired. And the way I work, I work one by one. I don't work, you know, some artists have like multiple works hanging up on easels in the studio. Yeah. I work one by one. It's only when I'm painting that I can have multiple works around in the studio. So, but this particular piece, I got tired of saying it, like tired, because I'll wake up in the morning. I work from nine to five. Mm. I'll come downstairs, I'll work, I'll go back, come back, I'll not finish. I'm like, what is happening? I'm not even seeing the progress. So, but by the time it's there coming together, I mean, by the time I had done like maybe 50%, I could see where it was going. Then yeah. it became exciting to work on. It's actually one of my favorites. That's that for side A. Make sure to follow Jacqueline on IG at Jacqueline Soari. No space, no nothing, just her full name like that. You'll find her everywhere. Well, Instagram, for sure. Listen to side B up next to hear the final part of the conversation. At that part, we're done with the exhibition and we're now just chilling in a nice cozy space to finish up and, you know, ask some very interesting questions. And she gave me some very interesting conversations. I'm not sure which is my favorite just yet, but I'll let you guys decide. All right. This is The Young God.